Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. This Pride, everyone's coming through for the Trevor Project on YouTube Shorts. Join us! Create a short showing how you're stepping up for Pride using the hashtag YouTube Pride Challenge. Come through for Pride on YouTube Shorts. Visit youtube.com backslash pride. Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half-baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him. Do a lot. Check me out. The truth might set you free, but y'all can't handle the truth. Y'all rather me tell you about bitches and coops who be giving me top with no roof, or the ghouls and the killers I'm with, and all of the people we shoot. With Dracos and Glock 17s with extendos and leaving the ops with no proof. Lord knows I be dripping in juice. Balenciaga got them bippity boobs. Wrist piece got them trippity droops. Side bitch got balloons for boobs. And she love to have a threesome when she rolling off a of molly. First I gotta throw a party where I gotta catch a body. Anybody throw your motherfucking hands up. I'm about to throw another hundred bands up. Why? Cause it's your jam and it's your shit and it's your song. And you believe the shit I say is what we on. Bitch be gone. You know I'm on that ignis shit, ignis shit, ignis shit. You only want that ignis shit, ignis shit, ignis Cause it's your jam and it's your shit and it's your song And you believe the shit I say is what we on Bitch be gone You know I'm on that ignis shit, ignis shit, ignis shit You only want that ignis shit, ignis shit, ignis shit I put death before life, now it's life over death Save my soul in the struggle, now I got life after death You see they blind but they see me, they see that I'm fresh to death And when they capping I hear them but I just act like I'm deaf Or I just load up these clips and start shooting movies at niggas No need for burning these bridges, I just turn left and I skip them These bitches thinking they angels, I see they wings and I clip them I see 12 and I dip them, pull up a four and I sip them Make sure that cash get delivered, I get that bag and unzip it Then I front half the 
to my neighbors Sit back and laugh with my little ones Stare at that ass in the kitchen My woman's splashing the dishes We do the dash through the trenches And I go monkey with wrenches Why? Cause it's your jam and it's your shit And it's your song And you believe the shit I say is what we on Bitch be gone You know I'm on that ignis shit Ignis shit, ignis shit You only want that ignis shit Ignis shit, ignis shit Cause it's your jam and it's your shit And it's your song And you believe the shit I say is what we on Bitch be gone You know I'm on that ignis shit Ignis shit, ignis shit you only want that ignis shit, ignis shit, ignis shit. Hey, Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV. I'm the deputy chairman of the state of Illinois Black Panther Party, Fred Hampton. We might not be back. I might be in jail. I might be anywhere. But when I leave, you can remember I said with the last words on my lips that I am a revolutionary. I know. 
New 96.3 R&B for the Lou has teamed up with attorney Roderick White to pay your bills. Paying the bills. Pay my bills. Pay my bills. One lucky winner will get their bills paid up to $500 each month. You gotta pay the bill. Wanna win this money? Wanna win this money? Just by logging on to 96.3thelou.fm and registering to win, we're paying your bills this and every month with attorney Roderick White and 96.3thelou.fm. We back on another episode of Ethnic Issue More, episode number 106, School Days. Man, how y'all, how's everybody doing tonight? Hey, man, we doing wonderful, man. All right, all right. Got a mute, got a mute. But yeah, y'all, we in this thing, we deep tonight. Man, we deep in this thing, man. It's a big episode, we not going to... It's about time. to get bigger in, the, in like I know. It's like five minutes. Yeah. Proper planning, man. Proper planning. I love it, man. Now I say this. Uh, I I need everybody on the stream right now. I for some reason it won't let me tag you individually on Facebook. Mm. But if you go to, uh, I tagged you in the comments. So if you want to go, if you want to go to your Facebook and just share the stream to your page, you can. It's public. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, man, we're on episode number one hundred and six. As always, I'm your host, Nico the Great. And it's your boy, the Past Master. We missing Big Jizz tonight. Yeah, man. Some other things going on. Yeah, so. man. Hey, Jizz, man, we miss you, man. You can't be doing us like this, man. Oh, you, man. We are used to you. We, You cannot be leaving us like this. Hopefully she'll be back next week. But like you saw those two videos that we opened up with. One of, first of all, I edited both of those in the shot. <laughs> people didn't know. I like to put that out there as well. Might as well use the platform for, for dual management. Uh, but we had Ignorant Shit by Go Boy Lee and Underdogs by Jay. Shout out to both of them, good friends from Lincoln University. So, you know, I had to I had to rep with them. We always do some good video work. But, man, I'd like to welcome all y'all ashy asses back <laughs> to another episode of this, man. I mean, we've been in here. You always ask. Is, is it soldier by Guess? Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, can you tell the ass? Uh, yeah. Like I said, we got a super deep episode. As always, you can listen to us at ethnicishamore.com or you can catch us on Spreaker. You can catch us on uh, mycitymymusic.com. And if you like to listen to it after the fact, then you can tap in and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, and 50 Love Mother ones. That I don't know, but just know that the episode is gonna always come because I said we are like the poster podcast. Rain, sleet, or snow, we in this hope. Man, we gonna make sure we in this thing. We gonna make sure we have a great episode. Get it no, I gotta give a no drop. Wonderful Shout out to our sponsor, the law offices of Attorney Roderick. Yeah, buddy. I rock with Attorney Roger White. Turn your wreck into a check. Actually, I got another before we get into it. So I got another little quick commercial. Yeah, let's get that. Com- let's get that commercial. Brothers, we are live.
So yeah, man, we shout out to Mega Lux, and, and we're gonna talk more about that in a minute. But shout out to them, man. We got another one coming up with real quick. Uh, I'm gonna just put this out there because I already see my boy Andrew turning just on one. You know, he said he ain't <laughs> see nobody but the good bro Will Robinson. So uh, you know what I'm saying? What we not gonna have in Black History Month this month, brother Turnage, is uh any Greek beef. But March first, I got you. March first, I got you there, brother. Just so you know. We are this one is about unity. Like unity. U N I T Y. That one? Yeah, we're not gonna do we're not gonna do that. We got another one. We're gonna throw another one. We got another commercial for y'all. Uh-oh. It's something it's some no, with the file. With the file. So this is what we gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. I'm trying to I'm trying to hold off on, on one person getting here, but she might have to introduce herself when she get here. So uh as you all can tell, you see a, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of colors in the house tonight. And so uh we definitely gonna go around the room. <laughs> And uh, have some fun. <laughs> what? What you mean went wrong? We have technical difficulty. Let me maybe maybe yeah, I should move these out. Maybe it's the commercial. I think it's the yeah. commercial. Look, yeah. Nick came over touching my phone. Yeah. We were trying to help you out. You messed up. Well, we having yeah. we, we having some technical I'm difficulties. On, on. We got Get quite a few people. Hey, just what y'all can see is that the blue and white family does. The blue and white family, they look, they 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 family, they fight. But we still together. So we so so Keith phone and and Nick and Nick phone. And my mother? No. There you go. There go. There go Nick. So, hold on. Clo- turn. Uh, no, nah, he back on. Is he back on? Keith's sound is on now. That's like you can hear the. Well, well, anyway, we got a lot of people in the building. I think the Wi-Fi. There you go. There you go. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you back. So man. So uh, keep your hand off my phone. <laughs> the sabotage was set up in place by the light skinned guy. By the the room, you know. So uh <laughs> So we gonna do this in uh found in order. So uh yeah, this the first this is the only time you're gonna be first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> children, you're the youngest person in the room. <laughs> so if if you can just tell us your name, your organization, when you cross, you know, the stuff that's on the paper. I know you studied it. <laughs> Neo, right? Yeah, make sure you speak up too. I've only been here for two years. All right, y'all want to be jumping to this? Still running the camera, whatever you want to call it. Man, go ahead, give us your stuff, man. So my name is Nick. Try again. Somebody is, keep kicking them out. Uh, well, we can still talk. Yeah, still um, talk. We'll, we'll get I'm to Nick it. Garvin, um, Alpha Alpha Epsilon Lambda, 
uh, spring 20. All right. Ms. Wells. Um, my name is Ashley Wells. Um, Alpha I Elder Chapter of 2013. So. Of, of, of what? Of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, this is on me now. Will Robinson, Spring 2K5, member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Epsilon New Epsilon. <laughs> John McIntosh, I'm a member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, spring 1995, going on 27 years in the frat. Thanks for my It's open. It's open. Oh wow! Yeah, you got you got jokes today. You need some you need some uh you need some Hawaiian silky for that hair. Okay, you need some Hawaiian silky. Yes, it is your turn. Okay, so take the mic, Maria Grimes. <laughs> um, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Spring 2012, getting ready to celebrate our 10 year Delta Versary, and and is that it? Oh, part of the St. Louis Metropolitan Alumni Chapter. Oh, I forgot Upsilon Omega Chapter. Yes, sir. Upsilon Omega. Keith. Thank you, Brother Grimes. Hey, Keith Jefferson, member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Summer line 1986. Yeah. Some of y'all wasn't even born. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Came in Gamma Ada, and now I'm in grad chapter Kappa Sigma, St. Louis, Missouri. No, no, no. Hey, you said 86? 86, Nick. Hey, I you wasn't even thought about. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Christy. I am Christy Childs. Check your I am a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Um, I crossed Spring 02 from Lincoln University. Sexy Zeta Beta Check. Sexy Zeta Beta. That is Blue Five. All right. You on there? I can turn my little thing around. Yeah, so while we get while we get in that situation. Come on, Sigma Gamma Rho. Okay, come on, let's have this game. Yeah, here. Yeah, use my camera. There you go. Boom. Okay, my name is Jasmine Marie Nolan. I am a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Hello to my sorors. We're celebrating Centennial this year, 100 years of service. Yeah. And and y'all know me, I'm the past master, but uh today I am uh Brother Grimes of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. I crossed in the nasty alphabet chapter on Founders Day of two thousand four, which is September nineteenth, and I am old in this game. I'm I'm you got all the jokes today, young man. All the jokes. Oh UPS, I'm gonna write you a detention today, sir. Detention. Please, you did that in high school. Facts, facts. So man, hey, so I'm glad first I want to say thank you that all of y'all showed up. This is you know, y'all y'all being Greek, y'all already know it's hard to get a panel with everybody on the panel. Normally my org is the one that's missing, but I'm just glad we was able to make it happen tonight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We I'm glad to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, so we I'm So I'm glad that we were we were able to make this happen. So um also represented like if you all saw so if you saw the uh, the flyer, you also know that this show is not just about the Divine Nine or the National Panhellenic Council. It's also about the Prince Hall Masonic family. So representing the Prince Hall Masonic family tonight, we have our brother. Oh, my brother Alexander Martin. Uh, I was raised in 2018. I had gas in 
And having the beauty of, you know, brothers in masonry, every man you see on this show tonight, every man on this show is a mason. We happen to all be in the same lodge. We are all friends. And this is probably what you see a lot. This is how we are in lodge meeting. The same joking way, this is how we are in lodge meeting. Trying to go through an opening or a closing without laughing is kind of impossible. <laughs> you know, and having this, we actually have a grand lodge, well, two grand lodge officers, but a real, like, I'm just like a appointed grand lodge officer. Like, somebody just tells me what to do. But we got, like, an elected grand lodge officer. So, uh. Kind of like a substitute in a wedding. Exactly. Like, I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined, right? You know, but, um. We have a, a Grand Lodge officer who was elected and, you know, is the future of the Grand Lodge. God willing, he will be Grand Master of the Most Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge uh, in a couple of years. So I'm going to give him his proper titles. And he is the Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden of the Most Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge, Right Worshipful Keith Jefferson. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 that's the first time I got to do that. So I had to go ahead and take my, take my right, right to do that. You know what I'm saying? And then we also have uh, a member of the Order of Eastern Star, uh, Harmony Grand Chapter, Prince Hall affiliated. We have Worthy Matron. No, associate. Excuse me, Associate Matron, yes. Christy <laughs> Childs. You got promoted. Yeah, we got promoted. I got promoted on the show. Of New Hope Chapter number 56. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, also, instructor of OES University. Shout out. You know, you know what I love? When you're an instructor, that means you can teach somebody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we got some knowledgeable people on the show today. So we're going to go on right into our normal thing. And, and Nico, man, I, I, I looked up the, the numerology corner this week. This. Hey, you know what? Because it's actually the one I would have used, so you used the right. And, man, I'm like, bro, I see why we got to keep them going. No, nah, no, nah, bro, I need you to read it because we have technical difficulties over here. <laughs> okay, so as always, like y'all know, the numerology corner was supposed to stop at our 100th episode, but for some yeah. reason, they still give you information. Per number, you go up, so there's no reason not to do it, and it tends to align with myself and sometimes the guests that are on the show that episode. So, for the number 106, it is a sign from the divine forces that you have to be ready every time and let your potential be stronger than your excuses. More so, you will soon realize that you are doing things that you did not expect to do. In other words, you have the courage to fight your limitations. Equally, it is time to focus on your dreams and expect to win. Man. That's what's up. It's deep. You, you do what you please with that information. No. That's what's up. Uh, or it'll touch somebody. So, man, it's uh, school day's time, and we're going <laughs> to go into this show. Uh, so, first... All of us are, are. All of us have joined an organization. We have given our time, our money, and and, and pledged these organizations, and we're going to do this for life, right? So, so what made I, everybody obviously can't answer every question. So I'm gonna just throw it to a couple people. So, what made you join your organization? And I feel like it, we really, as young Greeks, we really can't talk without talking to the eldest brother in the room. <laughs> so, so brother Jefferson, what made you join Phi Beta Sigma? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> wrong for that, man. Hey, look, just, just, just being on campuses, looking at the organizations that were around, and, you know, at an early age, you really don't know which organization you want to be in, but it's just the fact of just looking at all of them. And at the time, they were called smokers. Now they're called informationals. Mm -hmm. So it shows you what the, t what the changes have went through. So uh, 
you would go to a smoker, listen to brothers, and you know if you got that brother that stutters, you're like, nah, I don't even want to be here because that's the that's the guy they put here. I don't think I want to be in this organization, mm-hmm. you know. So you're talking about, you know, our players came over with Summer Line '86 right here in St. Louis, Missouri, right out of St. Louis U, and uh, coming from Southeast Missouri State, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we started out eight, ended up six. And uh, we're the tightest six that's right here in the state of Missouri. So just looking at the organizations, period, and deciding on what you want to do. So um, it's it's mainly more of uh, just finding yourself, for real, and what you and what you want to what you want to be. You know, uh, it wasn't a peer pressure for me because I was the first one in college, or the first one in my family to go to college. So mm. I really didn't have uh, people around me that was cues and. Alphas and Kappas and Iotas and all of that. So it was more trying to find myself, which I did, and I'm happy, man. I've been in 35 years, so uh, been a blessing to a lot of other people. And uh, regardless of what organization you you in, it's it's more of uh, just pushing forward, man. We, we black Greeks, mm. and that's you know, and saying that it's it's all about the organizations that we in and pushing people to do and be their best. Yeah. Right on. So I'm, I'm going to throw it to uh, Brother Robinson because Brother Robinson had the opportunity to actually charter a chapter. So so what, what, tell us a little bit about that, uh, why Cap Alpha is out here. Uh, for me, uh, definitely was an afterthought as far as even joining a fraternity to begin with. Um, <clears throat> I found myself really uh, being in a new city. I'm from St. Louis. Uh, the majority of all of my, my partners ended up going to Morehouse in Atlanta, and uh, I kind of chose that road to where, you know, that adventure was uh, definitely what I was looking for. Um, as far as, like, the brotherhood and everything, I went to Loyola University in New Orleans, um, which is a predominantly white institution. Uh, so we did have, uh, we had alphas, we had sigmas, and that was really it. That was the only black Greek representation on the yard. Um, so by the time the idea that uh, the New Orleans alumni chapter wanted to uh, expand the amount of undergrad chapters uh, within the city, uh, that definitely caught my attention. Not to mention just after checking out some of the noops uh, on other campuses, Xavier, Dillard, uh, UNO, Suno, uh, it definitely was one that kind of fit my characteristics. Um, probably one of the best decisions I ever made and the idea that a chapter in New Orleans is pretty much going to know who I am and I'm going to know who they are moving forward as long as I live as a charter member uh, is a pretty good feeling. Right on, right on. Uh, Miss Wells, what about you? Um, well, um, I grew up with a family of AKs. So growing up like in high school, um, I would go see, go to like TSU, like homecoming and I think throughout the years of me being in high school, my um, my cousins, they were like prep me almost. So I always knew I was going to, my, my vision was going to be an AKA when I went to um, college. Um, and so going through that process, just trying to go there and trying to figure certain things out was, was a little different because it was more from a older Greek aspect. And I think now with the different, like, generational and how everything is now, it's a little bit different. So I think with me, when going to college, it was more like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I love AKA. I think looking at my, uh, my family members, what they represent, the things that they do in the community um, was one of the things that I can say that I made sure that I was diligent in and make sure that I represent the organization accordingly. Um, so I can say, like, to this day, I love my sorority. Um, I love all the things it has done for me um, and where I'm at now. So, dope. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, last person, I'm going to throw it to... Uh well, I'm I'm gonna ask, even though I know the story, because you know I know the story. But uh, go ahead. Whoa! I'm sorry, y'all. That's wrong. Just for my invitation, by the way. What up, man? Oh, so to answer the question. Okay, so um, I think for me, I think a lot of people, a lot of what's been said is um influence from like people that you may have known or seeing yourself in the members of the organization before you become a member and so you know when everything that I was doing every woman that I've ever been impressed with that I thought was groundbreaking that changed the game or just really was super professional they were deltas even if I didn't even know it so I would have been impressed by a woman and then she'll be like Oh, I find out later she's like a member of Delta. And I'm like, look, I got to be a part of this organization. Like everybody that's dope is a part of this organization. And for real, for real, they fit my personality. I yeah, mean, you know, everybody who chooses their organization, their respective organizations, it really does fit who yeah. they are. Um, the, a lot of the members have very similar characteristics. And so, um, and I was just, I was impressed by Delta's story, you know, Delta's history and the things that they do in the community. And... <laughs> You know, Delta means change, and I love that. You know, mm. you know, I always be changing stuff up. You know, mm. so that's why I chose Delta. So, uh, last one, uh, Brother McIntosh. Well, uh, for me, the reason that I joined Omega Psi Five Fraternity Incorporated was because when I grew up as a kid, most of the guys who I went to school with and who I grew up with became cute. And the person that I would probably argue that was the um, Maybe the catalyst for all of us was uh, the late uh, Michael Thomas, who was the principal of Deshaun High School. And uh, he was my baseball coach and myself. He was one of the father figures in the neighborhood. And uh, it stands to reason that most of us who had gone to, I went to two high schools. I went to Ladue and I went to UCLA. So let me just say that. But most of the uh, most of the guys that became Hughes, uh, you know, who lived in Indian Meadows, Ladue, Olivet, it was because of Mike Thomas, and you know, it was all about friendship, which is, of course, what our organization is uh, is definitely founded on. So, uh, very inspirational, and so yeah. So my reason. So now this one, everybody's gonna ask answer because I, I, you know, we have fun with this, and a lot of people are kind of curious about it, obviously. So uh, I'm gonna start with Ashley. What's your line name and why? Um, my line name is dedicated. Um, I'm very diligent. Mm -hmm. I'm very focused on making change and just sticking to my guns. So that's why my name is dedicated. Y'all see she gave that nice official, uh, I ain't got no, my line name because cause <laughs> they made fun of me or something. Y'all saw that. Y'all saw that. We know we know some people watching. We got yeah. you. Brother John. Uh, Jedi Q, because, you know, for me, it was really all about mind games, mind tricks, uh, mm -hmm. whether they were played on me or I played them on other people. Christy? So I have two. The first one is training day, and that's because of my process. Mm. And then the second is quiet storm, and that's because I will be very quiet. But then when that, ooh wee, 
Brother Jefferson. Oh my God, man! You talking about '86, man? Me and my trade was Ralph and Norton. So they were honeymoon. So what? So I need for y'all speak if you please can get a little closer to the mic. I guess So, so for me and my trade, we was Ralph and Norton, man. The honeymooners, man. You know, back then it was a. It was a big joke back then about them two fighting all the time. And me and my Trey, I think me, my Trey, and my choir, we probably about the closest on my ship uh, because of the whole pledging scenario in, in the summer line. I think I fought my anchor the whole time because this dude shaved like his eyebrows off in his head. And I was, I had a job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't shave my eyebrows and my head off <laughs> because this dude did what he did and you know back in the yeah, day back in the day you had to be s1 so yeah ralph i was ralph and ira was norton man so mm. yeah i'm about to cry now no this nigga's one right there next to you bro <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so my um, my name was flawless um you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Hair, you know, I have the best hairline in the game. Clearly. You know, I mean, looks nice. Um, but basically, what it is is um, the ability to perform the task without the So I, I will say, you do got a Steve Harvey line. Hey. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I, I wish I could say the same for you. you got it. <laughs> 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 wish I could right say the same now. for you. <laughs> Brother Robinson, what about you? <laughs> Getting really, really turned into a frenzy. Uh, <laughs> uh, my line name given to me was vocalist. Uh, mm. That is spelled with a K. Uh, really? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Such flawlessly spelled. But anyway, <laughs> this guy here. Uh, no, if you couldn't tell or if you don't understand, yeah, I was the singer on the line. I got us out of every little piece of trouble that we possibly could get ourselves out of. Um, but I took pride in, in, in taking on that role. I'm a deuce club with a uh, ace club. Deuce, deuce. Was highly absent. Shout out to uh, <laughs> my ace, a.k.a. Hectic. <laughs> Hectically moved, formerly NOPD, but anyways, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was that was my ordeal, and uh, once things, you know, our little gatherings were over with, uh, it was always a fine pleasure to um, sing to one of the big brothers, uh, side girlfriends, or ex-wives, or whatever. The case may be. Oh no, real true story. Hey, hey, surprise, hey, hey. Yes, sir. It happens. Yes, sir. It happens. <laughs> I mean, because what if you both? That's unfortunate. Okay, uh, my line name, and they were. My, uh, my line name was Cushion Cuts. If you are familiar with diamonds, as we are, you understand the different versions of diamonds and the different special creations. So, as far as I'm concerned, the Cushion Cut is about the it's typically a it's a rebel right so that's pretty much what my personality is 
it's pretty much who I was on my lines, who I've always been. And it's the concept of a very particular and specific individually sought after individual. So that you said um my line name is score so it's so basically my ship is named after the play so we're called drama act three that's the ship that i'm on and the score is the music it's the most important part of any play feature film anything music really just moves everything and you know, the music sets the tone for every scene, for how you're supposed to feel, mm. um, what you're supposed to be thinking, if you're supposed to be, you know, introspective or angry or whatever. And that's why my line name is Score, because I am the person that helps give that emotion, help set you, the tone. You cried online, that's what you're saying. Shut your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't cry, I'm a thug. <laughs> So, uh, I have two line names. I have two line names. I, don't, I normally don't talk about the first one because it's that it's that you get the kind of the negative line name and the positive line name. You know what I'm saying? And y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. No, we need so, you, bro. We need both. My, 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 my <laughs> negative line name. The negative line name is TKO, which stands for the known outlaw. Or I ain't gonna bring up the other one, but it's the known outlaw. And that was simply because halfway through my process, huh? Uh, halfway through my process, it got out that I was the online. Like, my whole ship, everybody knew, or everybody that was online. And it was simply uh, because of some some bruh's girlfriends mm. talking too much. Like, oh, yeah, this person, this person, this person. Yeah. And so when you get somebody come up on the, come up to you on the yard, and it's like you ain't supposed to be seen. And then you, you like, I'm just getting my meal and going back to the room. Like, what's up, number two? And I'm like... You definitely not in my org, and you definitely not you not Greek. So like, the fact that you know that I'm number two at the time, I was just like, yeah. So it was the known outlaw, and then my line name after was get on my level, and it, it simply was I worked harder than everybody on my line, pretty much. I I don't like to say it like that, but it's it's really what it is. I worked harder. I was I was the brain, and I was the one that probably took the most hell, and so. Uh, Still to this day, I'm the one that I, I tell them, I'm like, I'm going to get on my level. Y'all need to work like I work. And I, I do that in every org I'm in. Bros know how I am. So um, what do you feel is your organization's biggest contribution to the community, locally or nationally? I'm going to go to Nick with this one because you know you just had to learn it. <laughs> I got T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, we would like to know what oh, alphas. Okay. You know, and I'll add to that. That's one of my favorites. Um, National voter registration campaign, and I really do feel like that's a big contribution because look at where we're at now. You know, we're in a place um, where politics is very tribal now, mm -hmm. and we're starting slowly but surely we're regressing back to like the 60s, 50s, and 40s when they were mm -hmm. making it harder for black people to yep. vote already, but it was like, okay, the black population is non-existing when it comes to voting. We're getting back to that. We're yeah. about to see what Missouri is yep. doing. 
with Carolina start doing so, you know, my in my opinion, voteless people is a hopeless people is the biggest contribution, and we need to keep it that way, you know, with all of our organizations. Right. You know, it's time where I hate to hear people say, "Oh, well, you know, I ain't voted because it don't count." Right. right. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah, counts it, it, as it, it, a no vote. Yeah. Right. So you know, we need to get to a place where that is becoming a consistent thing, where voter registration should be mandatory. Because now we're in this place where we're seeing that, you know, it's going back to the days of my grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother couldn't vote because she didn't have a birth certificate. Mm. You know, she was 86 when she passed away. Right. It's not that long ago. Right. So right. think about that, you know. Right. Sister Wells, what about you? What about Alpha Kappa Alpha? Uh, one thing I love about my sorority, we bring awareness to HBCUs. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Dr. Glenda Glover. You know, uh, I love you. Like, period. <laughs> Um, I, one thing, especially what's She's going on now, that the bomb threats going with our HBCUs, <laughs> they are tremendously in need. Um, and the history our colleges have. Right. Um, so I can say that's one of the most, one of the things that stick out the most for me personally, especially going to an HBCU. Shout out to Lincoln University. Period. And, and, and shout out to yes. Dr. Glover because she she has to be one of the hardest working women yeah. um, right now. She is pre- national president of Alpha Kappa Alpha and president of Tennessee State University. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Big Blue. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to find an order for the program. I'm going to find an order. So uh, Brother Robinson. What what do you feel is your organization's biggest contribution to to your to the community right now? Oh man, there's so many of them, so many of them. I really, really can't. Now, um, I would say one of our biggest strengths and um, something that we we take very uh, we're very prideful on. Uh, would be the Kappa League. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be mm-hmm. not only the stuff that we do community service-wise, uh, homeless, uh, you know, everything as far as scholarships and, and so forth and so on, but the amount of work that we do with the youth and young black men, um, preparing them uh, just to be in that, that ambiance and culture of dignified gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, of course, what we stand for... Uh, achievement in every field of human endeavor, uh, we definitely uh, look forward every year to getting that new those new recruits, whether it be uh, those that have no affiliation and ties with uh, KSI, but, you know, sons, nephews, grandsons, the whole nine. It just creates a, a dope lineage as we help and encourage these young brothers to go into higher education moving forward. Right on. John. Well, uh, given the fact that this is February and it is Black History Month, Mm -hmm. the greatest, uh, I would say, um, thing that I'm proud of as a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated is that the founder of Black History Month was uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had incorporated Negro History Week during uh, in 1926 in Nashville, Tennessee, during the Conclave, and of course, as we all know, it has expanded into an entire month and now for those of us who just continue to carry that on black history month is uh it carries on all year 365 days a year Mm -hmm. so i would say uh, black history month pull pull your camera back a little bit towards me there we go um let's see here Oh, yep, I was, I was coming over to you. I, just, I know the order. I was just coming. I was just, just you was looking all up. I'm like, right here. Delta, it's next. 
You know, Delta has done so so much in the community. I I would I would say a lot. A, a big contribution is just our contribution to um, politics. And when you think about it, um, having Delta Day at the state capitol, so every, a lot of um, a lot of states, um, the Deltas meet with um, you know the politicians, the local politicians. They'll do it for St. Louis County. Like we do this here in St. Louis, St. Louis County or St. Louis City. We do it for the state of Missouri. We do it for the nation. So we'll go up to to um, Washington D.C. Meet with those politicians to really um, understand what's happening in our community and across the nation. And when you look at, you know, the sorority's history in general and us being, you know, active and in social action, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> um, you know, you look at our, <laughs> I'm like, it's double sound. You know, our first our first public service act, you know, being um, watching for women's um, suffrage and thinking about Shirley Chisholm being the first black woman, you know, to run for a president. So just I think, you know, us being in the political area, trying to really push um, African-Americans to be in those positions um, that's important for our communities, because what am I doing? Oh. I just think it's politics. That's what I would say. That's our biggest thing. Did you lock me out? Yeah. You on him. All right. Uh, Keith. What is going on? Hey, um, I'm like, wait, what was the question? So, uh, what's your, what's your organization? No, no, I'm just, I was just kidding. Man. Hey, man, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of things that we got going on, the VITA program, uh, getting people prepared for their taxes. Uh, we have a whole conglomerate of brothers who are in Phi Beta Sigma who are accountants, who are doing taxes. Shout out to Charles Ellis and uh, Brother Thornton who are doing their thing over there at the Vita program. Uh, also, uh, to Les Johnson and Daryl Wise, uh, condolences to you and your mom, to your mom who passed, who are working with the veterans, uh, the homeless veterans. Um, the... Um, as far as the school goes, we have uh, a lot of brothers who we're, we're collecting shoes for kids and families who don't have shoes. So it's it's a lot of things that the organizations are doing that that we you know that I'm proud of. Basically, uh, voter registration as well as some other things. But the proud thing that I am is that sitting here with the divine nine period, seeing the females and males doing things in our black communities mm -hmm. that are well needed. Mm -hmm. And and my thing is, no matter what you pledged, it's something behind it that made you be in that organization, mm -hmm. that our organizations are doing what we're supposed to do in our communities. And, uh, you know, we got the National Parahelic uh, uh, Council, and that combines all of us together to keep moving forward and doing positive things. So... Just keep it moving forward. Uh, like I said, shout out to uh, Kappa Sigma for doing what they do. And uh, just moving forward. All right. Uh, Chris. Okay, I got kicked out. Oh, we can still hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still on my screen. Yeah, so you can keep on my screen. Go ahead, Zeta. You on my screen. Turn the camera yeah, around. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so for me, for Zeta Phi Beta, we have a, um, it's called Z-Hope. So it's. Zetas, helping other people excel. 
and so what we do we work actually with men women boys and girls so it's a family thing as you know we are constitutionally bound to Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> so I love the fact that we are very family oriented and we are there to help everyone, not just women or children, you know. So I keep mine short because I'm trying to go home because I got to go to work. <laughs> For my organization, <laughs> Lord. I'm going to, I can't, because that, Come look, you know, I'm trying to be serious. real For my organization, the, the best and the greatest asset that we offer is our auxiliary programs for our youth. My biggest contribution to all communities across the nation is youth development. And in the event that we are not contributing or investing in our youth, we are preparing our future to be a death sentence for all, not just those of us at the table or the ages of us that are at the table. So that is the biggest contribution for my organization. In addition to the fact that we were <laughs> chartered, originated, and started in the era of the KKK movement when it was at its height at the university in which Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated was founded. So I'm going to say that, leave that for everybody to understand. The organization that I belong to only needs a few in order to do what it is that we do, which is greater service and greater progress. That's my spiel. Right <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so for me, um, Iota Phi Theta has two very, uh, two national programs that are very, key, you know, crucial to me. <laughs> And very important in my life. Uh, the first is Afia Najima, which is about mental health. Um, that's something that one of our founders really kind of took and ran with, was that there was something going on with, we had a, quite a few brothers who were vets. Um, our founders were non-traditional students. Some of them had actually went, fought in, in, in Vietnam, and then came back and was in school. Uh, and they wanted to make sure that PTSD, and that was really what the first what what really kind of drove it at first was this whole thing about PTSD for vets, and uh, yeah, exactly being shell shocked from from war, and so that that became a big thing. And, and in this era, knowing the struggle of black men who deal with different different mental illnesses and things like that, and seeing it in young men in my in my field of work, it, it's something I, I'm really driven to uh, make sure that we assess and constantly monitor. Um, mental health the other one is the digital heritage initiative uh, we as people a lot of times are separated and segregated from our own history and so me being a historian by by trade that was something that really you know it kind of took on this thing for me and you know unlike the other members of the divine nine you can probably find books uh you all have books about your history and things like that iota really at the beginning kind of was like didn't really write down a lot of stuff so now we're going to these brothers who are in their 70s and 80s and our founders where you know our founders are dying we've literally lost a founder every year for like the last five years mm -hmm. and so those stories are going away so the digital heritage initiative is brothers going to those older brothers and getting that information down on paper down on recording so that way we can use it to teach new brothers especially because we'll be at that point soon um unfortunately we'll be at that point soon where every other org is where our founders are 
you know, with God, and we'll have to kind of hope that we're doing their will versus kind of still asking them, are we in the right direction? So, um, question D, question D. Now, this one, this one's a little funny, so I'm not gonna throw it to everybody. Um, you want to answer? <laughs> so, actually, let's start with Nick. Um, if you were the national president of your organization, what is one thing you would change about the organization? Um, I wouldn't necessarily change it. Um, I would want us to be more, I think, Aiden, you may know what I'm about to say. I would want us to be more politically involved, um, especially in this day and age. So if I were national president, you know, I would be appointing liaisons of my administration to address, like, what's been in the news lately with Amir Wahin, things of that nature, or what happened with um, Tamir Rice. So we need that type of representation. We, it needs to be addressed. So there's one thing that I can add to Alpha. Um, it would be something of that nature, something that's going to give us a platform yeah. to be politically involved in our communities. Because even though we do have, you know, people that are talking about this and this, you know, you know, topics are consistently being mentioned, there's not enough action mm-hmm. being taken so that it doesn't repeat itself. And we could go back as far as 10 years ago and see that it's starting to repeat itself. Um, with the incidents of black bodies or the murdering of black bodies, sorry, not incidents. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't mm-hmm. stopped since, you know, Emmett Till. So right. we, I feel like we should be more politically involved and that's something that I will add to. I, I, I agree. I think a lot of our organizations, uh, they, they pull the political card and be like, we're, we're going to kind of stay out of some of these issues, especially if you were in the organization back in 2014, 2015, when our national organizations was like, hey, yeah, we don't want you wearing this when you go there, you know, to certain protests and things. So I think, I think, I, I agree with you. I think our orgs definitely could do that because then in my mindset, if you're really trying to build our community and, you know, it, looking at the history of some of these orgs, like this would be the prime time for these numerous chapters all the way, all across the country, all across the world to really, uh, it's an iPhone charger? Yeah. There you go. Going to continue, uh, uh, Pass. Uh, yeah, I'm that's intrigued. That's She's the one with the white stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I, agree. Really? I think we <laughs> definitely need... Um, <laughs> you know, so if, so if we could... Uh, let's see. Um, John. If you're a national president of Omega, or I, if, as Grand Basilis? Yes, sir. If you're a Grand Basilis of Omega Sci-Fi, what would, what would be one thing you would change? Or one thing you would add? One thing I would probably change is I would revert back to some things we used to do traditionally. I would go back to making, uh, honestly, pledging something that's above ground. Mm. I think one of the things that happened in the 90s when we went from pledging to intake is that there was a diverse, there was a divergence of of ideas, and there was just a lot of a, a lot of rift in that, and it, I think it really caused a, a, a really bad divide in it. Uh, I would bring back certainly the educational aspect of it, why we're doing what we're doing, and just and I think that'll you know help forge a, a better bond among brothers. And if I can add one other thing to that, I think that as members of the Divine Nine. We should all have. <laughs> should, no, that's not happening. Uh, too many skeletons. You're a deuce, baby. You're a deuce. Right. I think as uh, as Black Greek organizations, I think we should be the leaders 
in developing a national agenda, mm. not just for our organizations, but for black people in general. I mean, yeah. we know what the National Rifle uh, Association's agenda is. Yes. We know what the uh, Anti-Defamation League's agenda is. Mm-hmm. We're the only group of people that I can think of that don't have a national agenda. If you were to ask most black people, what is the black agenda? What do you want to take uh, to, to uh, uh, politicians? I don't know. We don't know. And, and you have you if you add all nine organizations membership together, you have well a couple million voters. That's a mm-hmm. solid voting block yeah. that could be you know made to change policies. Mm-hmm. So uh, really, just having a, a very simple agenda, maybe one, two, three items, and they say, okay, what are the uh, Black Greeks about? These are the things we're about, and it's to the benefit of everybody. And you have you you now have a lobbying power. You know, you have, absolutely you have quite a you have and and, and because we're pretty much everywhere. In the United States, you have yes. your different chapters working together with the local municipalities and, and their governments. That that would be that would be amazing. I, I know yes. a lot of our organizations. Yes. They they're really worried about these images and the brand. But <laughs> what do you say? No, I'm just. I'm, oh, I'm talking. Talk I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah, no, we talk about what you know, But it definitely. Uh, but it definitely is one of those things where I think political, especially in this moment. You have all these members in these organizations. We're bringing in members constantly every year, mm. and we're not having a. The national organizations are going and saying, "Yeah, we're helping the community," but we could easily f- solve some of these problems by going politically and changing the the changing the direction to where we won't necessarily have to do certain community service projects mm-hmm. if now that project is something done by the city. Yeah. So and, 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 and if, I can, if I if I can interject, pass. My cousin Kim Jefferson Pack is a Delta mm-hmm. in Dallas. You know, we all do this popcorn thing, mm-hmm. but they had uh, got together where all the chapters had did, uh, got together and did the, the the popcorn thing, man. And they made like 200 and something thousand dollars in sales, mm-hmm. which gave them like a little bit over $120,000 for scholarships. Mm. And, and, and and when you do that, mm-hmm. you're talking about a organization that controls a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And the, the, she's a member of Delta Sigma Theta, and she just came, came in probably about three years ago with like 90, 95 of her sisters in Dallas. And I, I tease my cousins because I've been in my frat for 35 years. My brother Carl with a K, who was a member of Cap Alpha Psi, watched me pledge. And I buried him five years ago, but my only brother, and when, 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 when you say legends that's over in these organizations, we are black individuals that are in Greek organizations that's making a change. And the thing is, is when you're talking about the Masonic Order, that's what started all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that. Yes. I'm going to get yes. to that. And and, and 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 just to see, you know, when, when when you got some people that's arguing about certain things, uh, like I said, you know, shout out to my cousin Cam, shout out to my cousin Brittany, uh, Keisha, and they, they in different parts of the world that are that became deltas, mm-hmm. and they making a, a difference where they at. So when you talking about a, a a whole organization in one city. That can bring in a hundred thousand dollars to give out scholarships, man. We are a powerful force. So why would I be mad about what you do or what you do? Like you said when you started the show, you know you got you got Nico, who's the founder of the show, who's a, a member of Most Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge in Missouri, 
And in our lodge of Jake Gaston, we have every organization that's in there represented. Mm -hmm. But we don't come in. You're not an iota. Will is not a kappa. Nick is not an alpha. I'm not a sigma. John is not a Oh, Q. yes, he is. <laughs> well, well but yeah, John. Order, but in the order. Yeah, right, John, right, right, you right. are. And we are. We deuces. Right, right, right. But when we we, we meet on that same level. You, hey, and Will is a deuce. Hey, deuce is up, baby. But it's, it's, it's the fact that we come in and we represent the Masonic order. As Greeks who have who our founders were part of the Masonic order who started this organization. I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, you know, just, just saying, you know, shout out to Delta Sigma Theta for starting that concept. Especially up in, 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 in Dallas where my cousin was. And, you know, just seeing that fact of they raised, they took in over $150,000 to give out the scholarships. So I'm going to ask two more people this uh, same question. So, uh, <laughs> throw, throw it that way. Uh, throw it that way. Uh, Ms. Wells, mm -hmm. if you were if, if you were national president of Alpha Cap Alpha, what what was something you would want to do? Oh, man, yeah. I will most definitely want to start something that puts time into our um, undergrad chapters. Mm. Um, I think that. Once people like leave and graduate, they don't put that time into their. No, it's okay. No, it's all right. Um, they don't put that time into. Um, <laughs> they don't put that time into their um, undergraduate students that are part of their chapter. Um, they need that. They need to be mentored. Um, they need to be carried because if this is a thing. They carry the chapter. They carry the chapter's reputation, how they look. Um, if I could be literally the um, national president building some type of like um, account that's able to financially support them when they go to conferences, mm. um, making oh, sure the chapter's not scrambling for money to get their attire for conferences, um, for homecoming, all those things. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what I looked at throughout the years with many people I met. Um, and how their the presentation of their chapter, I feel like I will most definitely want to really put that in to um, alumni to focus on their chapter, um, their chapter soars or frat. So yeah. So yeah. So do y'all think that Black Greeks look different now yes. than yes. how they did then? Yes. And do yes. you yes. do you wish that no it order. went back to? Yes. Yes. How are you? Yes. Yes. There's no yeah. order. Yeah. What, what, and what, no and what order. is then? What, what is no then? Order. So when I, I say then, I, I think of, um, and I don't know if it, if everybody's on Facebook and if they're in the the old school. It's actually like an old school Greeks um, yes. page, yes. and they What's post those like old school photos, and you see just it's just. Phi Beta Sigma does not haze, <laughs> but I pledged in the summer of '86. <laughs> And it's just, it's a very crisp look. Yeah. And it's not just, it's just not pictures of them just when they're online. Right. It's right. pictures of yes. them even after they are members, it's not when they. It's something about that sweater. It is it's something a, about that sweater. And it is something you know, about the and, sweater. And it, I think and what it skirts. is, is it's the sweater, yeah. it's the skirts, it's the, I think what it is. Yes. The generationally. It is a generational yeah. thing. The, it our is. Kids don't, our kids don't dress up. They don't. You know, when we, when we think about it, I think what was, what was, Real, what, when I teach history to my students, when I show a picture of Emmett Till, 
Mm. Right? And they be like, they disconnect automatically. They're like, he 14, he dressed like that? Mm. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he actually wore a belt. Like, you know, like, that's... Right. Yeah, pass. That, that's You're talking about the 1900s. Yeah. What black man or black woman in the 1900s wore suits, went to school, wore a skirt, skirt wore a blouse in the 1900s? Yeah. So you're talking about every founder yeah. that's in this organization that went to a black college that wore suits and were represented in the 1900s. Yeah. You're talking about people getting hosed down, dogs sicked yeah. on them. Yeah. You just, I mean, just imagine that. In the 1900s, you got a suit on, and I'm yeah. going to class. Yeah. Now you got kids going to prom in Timberlands and jeans and pajamas. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the same. But when you look at the 1900s and you look at every organization that's repped in here, your, your, your representative had a skirt on, they had a blouse, the brothers had a suit on. In the early 1900s. That was not heard of because you was a professional person to them. You was somebody that was a threat to them in the 1900s. Yeah, college, I'm, I'm talking to a black man who's ordering something at a, at a counter who has intelligence. Mm -hmm. Not this guy with the gold teeth yeah. and the Most earrings. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being serious. Right. Because, because you're talking about the 1900s. Yeah. That was not heard of for somebody that was... <laughs> Going to school, a, a black man or a black woman, yeah. educational. <laughs> it, it, it was like that. I think to add to what everybody else is speaking to, every organization I believe needs to add a leadership development mm -hmm. component yes. to our principles and what it is that we do and how we do it. Yes. When we're talking about undergraduate students becoming graduate members, the level of business that's associated to responsibilities does not get discussed, transferred, communicated, or required. And the continuation of our organizations depends on that. So if what our kids are looking like yeah. now in our Greek letter organizations is a problem. Yeah. We're going to have real issues in the areas yeah. of leadership and who's doing what and how yeah. if we don't regulate it and kind of decide what that looks like for yes. all of our organizations. Most I don't think it's just a Sim Gamma Row thing. It I is think it's across the board. It is. Because they don't know how to show up in the organization, let alone in the community, in the political arenas in these corporations or organizations that we're requiring them to be and so and to piggyback off what you just said our undergraduate students are going to be members of graduate chapters and i don't think that they think like that because this is the thing that we all know we hear that if somebody graduates they don't become active why is that because you didn't properly prep them when they were undergraduates. So it's like when we want to talk and, and start to carry these stigmas and whatever have you, it's like what are you doing for them when they are young, when they are undergraduate students? Because they don't know. You know what I'm saying? So it, I, I it do. part is the yeah. issue for me when I have to ask people, well, we, are we creating women or are we creating children? I need you to mm -hmm. understand for me. Are you ex I'm going to be quiet. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> tell the, tell <laughs> the truth, please. I, I, I like that one. Hey, hey, tell the truth. Tell, please tell the truth. I need to understand. Yeah. You're creating women. Mm -hmm. Women lead and yeah. we lead from the front, the side, yeah. the back, and all those other things. 
if I'm talking to you, regardless of what organization you're in, and I don't feel like you can orchestrate what's this about to happen in this organization, yep. in your household, your classroom, mm-hmm. your school, I have an issue. Yeah. On top of, you know, folks will ask you how you got here. However, yeah. it's those things. It's looking for those qualities yeah. in the individual's yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, no. Please go there. Please go there. You know why? You know why? Because people don't, they don't want to tell the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. I was a collegiate advisor for my undergrad. And see, we don't, we don't want to tell the truth when, when you try to, like you said, when, when you're talking to undergrad and telling them you're about to graduate and we want you to come over to grad. See, I want to be the one to sit down. I'm a 35 year member. I'm, I'm tired of working. I want to be able to come and enjoy well, an event yes. and let okay. you yes. work that. Yes. And see, it's at but the, it's it also at, comes with mentoring. And, oh, yes. Hold up, hold up. But you have to show up to be mentored. <laughs> yeah. You got to. If, if, if you the one that want to be not, not financial <laughs> and you want to run the underground stuff, things have changed. Ooh. Let yeah. me tell you, <laughs> I'm not going to lose really everything I've say. worked for because you want to haze somebody. But this one, it comes back to educating but you got to be there to be educated. Let me jump in. You got to be there to be educated. And from from a from a mentoring perspective, and 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 I can only speak for my org. Um, I think a lot of alumni chapters do a good job of trying to have relationships with the undergraduate chapters. We have like an initiative, a national initiative, where we talk about where we work with collegiate chapters to transition them to alumni chapters. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of collaborative events that happen so that when they leave that, their their birth chapter, that's an undergraduate chapter, they have an intended chapter to transition to. And they, they are already connected with members of that alumni chapter so that the transition can be just a little bit more smooth. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that connection, when you graduate, all, all you're going to do is just go back and go to homecoming, and yep. that's it, and just be, be only involved with your yep. birth chapter. Yep. Also, so that's why that, yep. that, that connection has to be made. Also, my thing <laughs> is, too, what is your drive? Mm. You know, it goes back yeah. to that drive. What was your initial reason that you joined this organization? So if you're just joining just to wear the colors or the letters, you're not going to be passionate. You're not going to work. You just go wear your clothes, mm-hmm. you're going to stroll, and that's it. Go and to parties, at, And whatever. that's at any level. That's I, not just collegiate. It's people that pledge, you know, graduate chapters. If you only became a member to say, I was a, I am a member of this. Or something or, to put on your Greek, resume. Or something Thank to put you. on your resume because I'm a part Thank of this you. network <laughs> now. You're not, you're you. not committed to the work. And you're not committed so, to the, the constructive you. development of the members, which is part Thank of Jump Sigma Theta's mission statement. By saying, Thank you. With if and when we develop them, we prepare them, we transition them, a lot of us got to get out of the way, too. If we're preparing them to take over these reins and we're trying to inspire and steal all of these things, some of us got to get out the way. This is A lot of us are in the way of them even getting their feet wet in mm. some of the things that we need them to understand, learn, and gain. Yes. A, a lot of folks is in the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot of people yes. holding up the process. Yes. Yeah, slowing it down and Sometimes be really. And also, like change at all. So, so I, I would, I would say, you know, one of the things I struggle with. 
I've been uh, I've been the undergrad advisor, all of that. And when you're an advisor to an undergrad chapter and you want to mentor them, you struggle with the idea of undergrads understanding what is the role of a grad advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Grad advisors have always had this negative connotation. We're coming to shut your shit down. Yeah, and it's not necessarily yep. that. A lot of times we're 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 here to protect the organization, but we're also to protect you. And a lot of times they don't understand if you listen to your grad advisor, your grad advisor is gonna make sure you do everything that's by the book, but it's but you still gonna have fun with it, you know. And, and like I, I had an incident happen a couple a couple weeks ago where I was I was hurt by my undergrad chapter because my undergrad chapter. We take rituals very seriously, right? We take that very seriously. And, and my brothers in Masonry know how I feel about ritualistic work. But that protocol manual is just as important. Yes, sir. So when I show up to a funeral of a brother, and we're supposed to be uniform, mm. and I got I got the undergrads like, well, we didn't want to do it that way. Oh, no. I didn't ask you what you wanted. I didn't care what you wanted. Because just like you didn't, when, when it came to that ritual, I didn't ask you what you wanted then. I don't care what this protocol manual sets that in, in place, yes, you know, and, and it, it really bothered me because, again, when you want to mentor people, if they're not willing to listen, it, it, it's like it's like having a child that, that you can tell them you can beat their beat their ass every day. Mm-hmm. But if, if if no matter what you do, can't keep them out the street life and they're going to go to the street life, they're going to go to the street life. Ain't nothing you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you got to just be it's like, you know what? I'm going to wash my hands of it. Yep. And I'm going to let you bump your head. If I love you, I might be there to help you up. But sometimes right. I might just be like, hey, you know what? You made this bed. You got to lie in it. Mm-hmm. So um, next question, I'm going I'm to go to y'all. This one's a little funny. It's, you know, our organizations have been represented in movies and TV before. You know, you've seen uh, numerous things that have uh, been out there. School days, something art, et cetera. So how do you feel about movies that have movies and TV shows that have have showcased the Greek experience, Brother Robinson? What you think about that? God, I know you was gonna come to me first. <laughs> <laughs> you said what about down south? I think they crap. Mm. No, I'm just uh, no, it's it's weird. It, it really is. It depends. I feel like. It depends on your individual process, experience, and your love for your own organization. You know, at some point in time, uh, school days, even though a comedy, uh, definitely was that to go to form of entertainment, Mm -hmm. not only to make black folks laugh, but to understand, hey, there is an entire culture that's waiting on you. Uh, no matter what HBCU it is or what fraternity or sorority you may have come up or around. Um, And in some cases, you know, based on the fact that some of us consider or maybe bootleg secret society or whatever the case may be, it's still a college experience that has to be divulged. So in some cases, these movies do a good job of, of showing it from an entertainment side, but one thing you know I feel like all of us probably would want any young person to do is don't get misconstrued with the idea that hey you join this org in order to put your hands in this formation or to do this uh, specific step stroll you know nobody wants to send their son off 
to college knowing that they're really only going there to do liquid so uh, shoulders or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. um, my bad, is that too good of a reference? <laughs> basically, basically. No, I mean, it's serious, seriously, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just kind of comes with the territory and it goes all towards that, that mentorship. Um, folks that come to college and have seen and dissected those movies need to understand by proper mentorship uh, by a proper introduction, meaning that a lot of these uh, Divine Nine Orgs are working together to uh, show a united front as opposed to uh, simply advertising what it is that they're known for. Mm. Hence, again, the liquid shoulders. You know, it, you know, nobody really should be going to college having already practiced with a broomstick talking about some, yeah, I'm ready to twirl a cane. Mm. Like, that's just bullshit. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the same time, do your due diligence and make sure that it's not based off of a movie. Mm -hmm. John, what about you? I think uh, a lot of these movies have taken some creative licenses with uh, how Greeks are portrayed. I think most of us, the first time that we may have seen it on screen was School Days. I know I was in college when School Days came out. Uh, and as the movies have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the second oldest in here and probably look younger than most of y'all, so shouldn't be. <laughs> no, but uh, I think there's a lot of creative license that has been taken. I think that it gives, it could give some of what actually happens, but I think it, you really don't get the full experience unless you go through it. Mm -hmm. There are some things that I've seen that I said, mm-hmm, I'm not going to make those references because, hey, that's for you to find out, you know, at some point in time in your life, should you decide to go that route. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there, I think that there's a line that should be drawn as to what should be displayed. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, and just to kind of take a side note, if you were to see what actually happens during, let's say, military boot camp in a video, you probably wouldn't go. All right. I can tell you that. Same right. thing with the organizations, but I think beyond that, beyond that rite of passage, I think there are a lot of things that, you know, that, that, we're, that we're known for that are, that are good, decent, and positive, and I think those things should be highlighted more so than the process of getting in, because most of us can agree that it's a lot harder to be the member than it is to become the member. Facts. Mm -hmm. 100%. Uh, what's the question again? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do I, what do I Just, think about these movies? Yeah, what do you think about these movies? <laughs> I, 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 I agree with John. I feel like it. it there's um, it, it's it's told from somebody's perspective. It's somebody's viewpoint. Whether they are actual members of one of the the D nine orgs or someone that is closely observing it. Um, I think the movies that have someone from the D nine a part of it have mm -hmm. a more a more well-rounded representation of the orgs versus someone from the outside looking in who is really going on perception alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think that, I don't want to say that they're bad or good. I just think that they are what they are, you know, art and art does imitate life. Mm -hmm. So we got to keep that, we got to keep that into perspective. So while I remember when Bernie Sands came out and people, people were just furious about mm -hmm. it. Right. And I was like, look, look, y'all, I'm just saying, I ain't, I ain't saying what I see. But I'm saying, <laughs> all of this that I'm saying just is just not just making me upset. It's making mm -hmm. you know, I'm not confused by what I'm watching, and people were really mad. And I'm like, you gotta you gotta also ask yourself, 
Where did they get that representation from? Like, I thought Stompy Yard was decent until, like, the step show at the end, and he did the solo <laughs> dance. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And this, Nobody. you know, this this looks weird. But, like, some parts of it, you know, and two, two orcs probating the same day. I don't know if that may have happened in, like, you know, previously, no. but I had never seen no, such a thing. Nah. So I'm like no, another a, a, another org interrupting no. somebody oh, else's like probate. That's not, that's not gonna happen. Like, yeah, that don't happen. Yeah, yeah I was like, I've never like seen this in my life <laughs> ever. Like in a movie where they, they the guys are doing a probate and then a whole nother frat come in. We're like, we gonna steal y'all. That's what they did, and okay. I, 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 I've never I've never Blue seen Blue that before. Nah. Yeah, that's right. But you some disrespectful probates. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. I've been I've been to some disrespectful probates. Shout out to the bros at Carbondale. I, that's the most disrespectful format I've ever heard. I remember. But nobody has ever. I, I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't go. Like, if the Q was having a probate, I'm like, well, let me. Hey, you know what we going to do? We're going to hijack their probate by bringing our line and letting them spit their shit at the probate. That would, that be, would never happen. I mean, like, I don't even think the probate would even continue because as soon as they started doing whatever, it's a fight breaking out. Like, we're not losing. This is is like the ultimate level of disrespect. So, stuff like that, I think, is some kind of creative license of someone that's not part of the org that has no idea of what really, really happens in these organizations. Let me me point this one thing out, and I think what a lot of people don't uh, either don't understand or just didn't know. Back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, there was such thing called pledge season. Every member of every organization had pledge lines at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, there were the, the, the lamps and the, and, the, and the pyramids and the sphinx men. All of those folks pledged at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's how those bonds were built between those different organizations. Mm-hmm. A pyramid of Delta Sigma Theta would say, hello, big sister of Zeta Phi. I mean, that was just that mutual respect that went across, you know, all of right. the organizations. And everybody crossed usually within the same weekend. That's how those bonds were formed among those organizations back then. We don't do that now. Yeah, right. There is so much disrespect mm. and contempt for each other's organizations. Oof. To me, I, I, I think it's it, it's really it really goes against what we what we stood for, mm, and there yep. shouldn't be those types of divisions. So again, going back to that question you asked earlier about yeah. what would I change, it would be for everybody to go back to that sort of tradition where yeah. everybody was. A blood ground at the same time got to know each other mm-hmm. and just had fun with it. But I, we don't I have also, that anymore. I also think that would actually kind of limit the hazing because the the negative side of above ground, the negative side above above ground was you know you could somebody would get slapped in the face in front of everybody, right, or something like that. But if you go back to if you go back to <laughs> after spring ninety, if you go to after spring ninety and and all these everybody going underground pledging in somebody's basement or somebody's house or something, you have seen the same continuous amount of deaths and She's things and hazing well, cases. You ain't got no flashbacks of that. But but it's it's but it's crazy though. It's like if we went back to that method if we went back to that method, it would actually go into this kind of if I'm going if I got centaurs walking down the street and they doing whatever what I'm going to do, knowing the hazing rules that that we have now, I ain't going to risk my org, you know what I'm saying, for for this. So what, what's not going to happen, I ain't going to go up and, and smack a pledgee in the face in front of the whole yard. You know, and the fact that majority of pledging now happens in these kind of 
very quiet play, very quiet situations where even members of their own organization may not know it's a line going on or or how to get to it. And so we have that two two types. You have the national people, the people that's supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, and then you got the people like, well, I want to just see the boys, so I'm I'm gonna go do what I can over here. Let me holler at the thing. And, 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 you know, <laughs> the thing about that real quick is that. When everyone was above ground, that was marketing for everybody's organization. Yeah. When you saw it, people say, "Ooh, I like them," or "I like them," or "I like them." But when it's underground, nobody can see nobody until it's done. Mm. And so I, I think that that's one of the things that we're missing. And just for the record, when that process, when the process has changed, when the National uh, Pan Hellenic Organization met in St. Louis mm-hmm. and hashed all of those things out, Omegas were the last holdouts for all of that stuff changing. So, um, but I think that. If we if we did it in a more controlled uh, type of environment, the way that it used to be, are you going to be able to eliminate it all? No, but are you going to be able to control it more than we're able to control it now? My opinion is yes. I think so because think about how many schools have administrators who are members of these organizations. If I'm if I'm if I'm an administrator of the school and I see the cues on the yard and they doing something, I'm like, hey, that's not that's not acceptable. You know what I'm saying? So if that's not acceptable, I can I can go in and fix that right there with y'all versus it having to be something we find out after the fact. National organizations, regional directors getting involved, and then you got a whole bigger bigger problem on your hands. Um, I got two more questions for y'all, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, as y'all know, uh, it always used to be a divide, whether you play as undergrad or grad. You know, that was always a divide. Um, now we have... A new process kind of rolling out with the pandemic, and that's uh, it's kind of COVID virtual. Well, process. time to go. <laughs> so, do you? Well, I'm just saying, dude, is there anybody that? I down there spit my, 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 my Apple Orchard on there. <laughs> so, I, do you feel like? Do you feel like that the? <laughs> do you feel like that the COVID process is taking? Is, is there something that the members going through now? Is there something that they're missing? Everything. Mm. I know everybody kind of quiet on that, so I'm probably gonna move on to the next question. <laughs> All right. okay. anybody, anybody wanna yeah, move on? Okay, okay. I, mean, I say they're missing everything. I guess I guess it is. Is that is that is that the is that the most important thing right now? Is that our organizations? I feel I feel like and and shout out to Cap Alpha Psi for doing this brother to brother program in which they are put putting on a full initiative. Of making non-active members active, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter. It's it's a COVID world. The market is down on every aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's harder and harder for these students, especially these young folks, to really grasp what we would consider, especially from our previous experience, a actual college experience Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like they're they're already getting they're they're getting the diluted version of it depending on what university you're at or whatever your situation um but i think we shouldn't downplay any excitement for anyone joining these organizations during this time Uh, we need the numbers everybody Mm -hmm. needs the numbers everybody Mm -hmm. needs something to believe in everybody needs something new to add to their repertoire Mm -hmm. at this point if what we got to do is via zoom just via zoom we ain't gonna change it COVID just screwed up everything. Mm-hmm. But what's the point? I would say if you go work, work. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. how you come in. Because we had too many people yeah. that's not working. That's not doing anything. It's about this many cats that have pledged 
and ain't doing nothing for the org as opposed to those that are actually just and haven't done anything. Sign mm-hmm. some paper and they doing everything for it. So at shout this out point to my shit. I mean, who are we to sit there and really judge a, a, a former process? Damn. Damn. Take the oh. mic away from you. I'm being real. I'm being real. It yeah, takes a real man to be a gamma man. Because <laughs> <laughs> only a gamma man is a real man. So, last question. Um, so, we have divine. We have every member of Divine Nine here. In your in your process, in your in your learning about your organization, did you did you get to understand, or did they even mention the Masonic ties to the founding of your organizations? No, 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 no. no. Because they, most they don't of them don't, most of them don't know. If you're not a Mason pledge and yeah. a brother mm-hmm. or a sister or OES pledge and a sister, you mm-hmm. don't you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and the question doesn't come up because it's not on your application or you. Well, it is, or you're a member of any or, or other organization, organization but who's going to put OES or I'm a Mason on the application? My LBD. Name me like. Well, and typically a lot, typically in college. Well, I'm going to tell you, in 86, well, that wasn't on the application. But you know, the, the thing now is that most, <laughs> most, most lodges aren't bringing somebody in that's 18 or 19 Sheesh. anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's, it's rare that you find someone going to college and they already are a member of a Masonic, Masonic order. order. And if they pledge undergrad, you know, that's kind of, like, Nick was a rarity, like, to join Masonry in, in undergrad. So did, uh, so did Dave. Yeah. So did, so did Robert. And Mason. Alex. Yeah. But you, but you have, you, you, that's, that's that elite group that understand Masonry at that time because, like I, like I told them in the Collegiate uh, Society, you have to be a rare breed to be 18 to say, I want to be a Mason. Mm-hmm. You ain't lying. Most people that's going on the college campus, you want to be, if you're a female, you want to be a Delta, a Sigma Gamma Rho, a Zeta, AKA, you know. Yeah. And, and, and most men, I'm looking for a fraternity. Because my first question to you is, well, what do the Mason do? Y'all step? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Y'all party? No, we don't. Oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking to be a Q Dog, a Kappa, a Alpha, a Sigma. Iota, and you talking about masonry. The first thing in my mind as a young black man is my granddaddy is a mason. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be sitting in the lodge with him, <coughs> and I go drink and right. smoke because he don't do that. He go to church every Sunday. So, that's that's the, the, the good point on that one. Yeah, we do we do one. So, um, as we uh. So I, I didn't get a chance, and this is probably the show that he's probably been the most quiet he's ever been. I'm gonna ask you, brother, why'd you become a Mason? Uh oh, here we go. Honestly, I mean, going being in Lincoln, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that I was just coming across. Like I knew nothing about what they was doing, but I just kind of heard the information, just saw how they moved as a person, like just in their regular walk of life. Mm-hmm. So I noticed there was a lot of more honorable people. I mean, back home, I knew a lot of. Like kind of little about it, I just started finding like the building just because I knew what I was looking for at that point, mm-hmm. and paying attention to the emblem being on stuff, and then just the opportunity presented itself. I waited till I moved here because I was gonna do it in Aurora, All right. but then I moved here, and then uh, the opportunity presented itself. So Nico, what is a Mason? Oh man, here he, I was about to say, oh, he, he about to get him. So typically, we do something we call a rapid fire, where I just throw a question right at you. You don't have a lot of time. I, Immediately, because we don't t- we we about to go we about to go. So I I'm gonna ask you one of these four rapid fire questions. I'm gonna just point to you and you gotta give me the an answer. All right. Hey John, what's your favorite movie? Training Day. Ashley, what's your what's your favorite drink? 
do say? <laughs> Chrissy, favorite movie? Lion King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Keith. Keith, favorite HBCU you visited? God, man, it's got to be the school you went to, brother. Yeah, because man. my daughter is a graduate of Tennessee State. That's University. an amazing school, an amazing school. Hey, AKA at that, right? Yeah. Nick, favorite movie? Django. <laughs> 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 are, are you? Hold on. I was not expecting hey. that. Hey, hey, he's Samuel Jackson. Hey, so hey, Will, oh, Will, favorite drink? Favorite drink uh, would be a very well made rum punch, which you can get at my bar. At Shameless plug. Manchester Avenue, open concept this weekend. We will be open on Thursday. Hold on now, we're gonna be open from Thursday to Sunday this weekend, and for Super Bowl Sunday, I'm doing a great special: all you can eat, all you can drink. Sixty dollars for the regular open bar package, eighty dollars for the premium. Oh, that's gonna include your shots, your drinks on the rocks, the whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But again, that's open concept in the Grove, forty one thirty Manchester wow. Avenue. Yeah, you got a business card through Sunday. Oh yeah, and Sunday morning we got brunch, breakfast. Platter for days. Super Bowl party. All you can drink. I got fresh beignets. The only fresh beignets in the black-owned business down on the road. Dope. If you ain't got truffles, we ain't coming. You got truffles. So, Sister Nolan, Sister Nolan, favorite movie? I know. Cupcake style. Color purple. Maria, what is your... You've been on a lot of trips with me, so favorite HBC you visited? You know what? I did have the most. I did have the most fun at Tennessee State, but I actually really like Prairie View's campus. Shout they had a very beautiful campus. Shout out to she. She she plugged both of my schools. Nico, uh, what's your favorite movie, sir? Soul Man. You know, I watched that the other day. I was bugging up. So, uh, thank you, um, thank you to all of you for coming. Uh, this was definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, I definitely want to make sure that anytime you, every Wednesday we're here at eight thirty to ten. Y'all can come back any week. You know, just come back and kick it with us. Um, other than that, you got anything to say to that Nico the Great? They having too much fun. It's the past master. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV. With your ass she ass.